Annie Powen asked me, do you have any tips for a beginner meditator, someone who's beginning meditation? I struggle with quieting my mind. So this video is going to address that question and talk all about that. So to, to con contextualize this, because I want to answer your question, Annie, but for other people who maybe don't meditate at all, don't know anything about it, I just want to briefly, in the beginning here, explain what meditation is, why it's so powerful, and then get into the, the down and dirty tips to making that process easier of implementing it, making a habit, and getting the most out of it emotionally, okay? So why is meditation so powerful? In our daily life, we are conditioned to be in a state of urgency, to rush from one thing to the next thing to the next thing. We're constantly worrying about things. Over the many, many years that we've been alive, we have developed habitual thought patterns. Literally, neural pathways in our brain created to worry about stuff, to feel insecure about stuff, to stress about stuff, to be afraid of stuff. And when we think those thoughts, which are so easy to think on a daily basis because we've made those neural, neural pathways, they're hardwired hard in. As we think the thoughts, we then experience the chemicals in our brain. Our brain makes those chemicals of stress, of worry, of fear. And then we feel that and we become conditioned to feel those emotions, those chemicals on a daily basis. Now we are looking for reasons to worry so we can get that hit of that chemical because it's addictive. The good chemicals and the sad chemicals, the bad chemicals, they are addictive. Adrenaline, cortisol, they are great in the short term when we are in a stressful state of, oh my God, there's a bear or a jaguar, I gotta run away. When we're in the wild, that's amazing. When you're in a really dangerous situation, adrenaline and cortisol are your friend. They allow you to get away, fight, you know, punch them in the throat, kick them in the balls, uh, or hide. It's great. But the thing is, being in a state of urgency, <laughs> rushing, that is akin to facing down a jaguar or some scary creepy dude in an alleyway. We have the same exact reaction, which is stress, worry, anxiety, depression, all these things fall under one title, one theme, one roof, and that is stress. Anytime we feel any one of those emotions, anytime we think any of those thoughts, which then produces emotions, we are stressed. Our body exits homeostasis and now it's out of balance. When that happens, we release all these chemicals. We are in the primitive, primal fight or flight state, and now we feel like crap, and this leads to the breakdown of our immune system. So when we meditate, oh, one last thing. When also, when we're in that state, we're overanalyzing everything. We are playing out the worst case scenario because from a biological standpoint, if we focus on the worst possible thing that can happen and keep looping over that, if anything else less than what, what that worst case scenario is happens, then we're covered. So that, that's why we do that. That's why we focus on the worst possible thing that can happen. Oh my God. <laughs> in terms of dating. I can't go talk to that attractive person because when everyone turns last me, then like it, it starts trending on Twitter and then I'm just, oh my God. We put like the, la the worst case scenario. That, the dude's gonna punch me if I go talk to him. But maybe the guy and the girl, that's literally maybe the brother and sister. And maybe that girl is gonna be really, really happy that this awesome, happy, successful person walked up to them and started a conversation. Maybe she's gonna be taken aback and like, wow. Nobody ever does this. Like I'm constantly waiting for some cute guy to come talk to me and it never happens. And finally, it's happened. We just never know. So we play out the worst case scenario. 
our focus becomes really narrow. We, we become narrow on this specific thought, this specific thing, this specific worry. We keep looping over it, creating more chemicals, creating more chemicals, creating more chemicals. And in that state, we're overanalyzing, obsessing. Our brainwave patterns shift into high beta waves. So normally we're in low beta. Right now, I'm in a social state, in a learning state. This is low beta waves. Low beta waves are good. <laughs> Uh, then there's mid beta waves. What are mid beta waves? Well, let's say I told you, hey, at the end of this video, I'm going to test you on everything that you learned in this video. And you can't go do anything else today until you pass this test. Well, you're gonna perk up. You're gonna get a little bit more alert. That's mid beta wave levels. Equally, good. Low and mid beta waves are good. What is not good is high beta waves. High beta waves happens when we're stressed. Ah, ah, ah. Our heart's beating faster to pump more blood to our extremities, so we have the energy to go move, to run away, to fight, to hide, and our brain is firing incoherently. It's going from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing to thing to thing, and it's, it's incoherently signaling all these different parts of the brain. Every problem, every person, every relationship, everything has its neurological network reflected in the brain. So if we're constantly cycling from all these different things and our focus is narrowed and we're in this stressful state, our brain is like this lightning storm and it's, it's, it's not good. When our brain's beating super fast, we don't trust ourselves. When our brain's not working, we are not working. That's not a time to be creative. That's not a time to laugh. That's not a time to be social. It's a time to run away. So if we're in a state of urgency, rushing to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing, then our brain waves are gonna be in high beta. We're gonna be stressed out, we're gonna be worried, we're gonna be unhappy, it's gonna to lead to us getting sicker and sicker and sicker. We're gonna to have to use things like, and because we're in this constant state of being stressed out, constantly producing adrenaline and cortisol, that leads to adrenal fatigue, where our body's having a hard time producing adrenaline and cortisol. So now we're chronically fatigued, we're chronically tired, so then we use caffeine to spike our mood, but lo and behold, we haven't taken care of the root of the problem. So now, yes, we've spiked our mood, ah, energy. I'm awake, but then what do I do? I go right back into this rushed, urgent, stressed out state, and then I get tired, need more caffeine, get tired, get sick, develop diseases, cancers, ah! And it's, it's this bad, 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 bad cycle. So what's the answer? Great, I've basically made you super paranoid about life and destroyed all of your dreams. <laughs> what's the solution to this? Meditation. Meditation allows us to go from high beta down from to mid beta, down to low, and into alpha. Alpha waves, ah. Alpha brain waves are your friend. And alpha brain waves allow us to tap into the subconscious. 95% of our life is run by our subconscious. Hardwired set of beliefs and way of operating, way of acting in the world. 5%, which is the conscious mind, 5% is the conscious mind, that's it. 95% of, our, of our, who we are, our personality, our identity, how we act is subconscious. So to make real change, we have to go into the subconscious. We have to go into alpha state, which is this relaxed, kind of lucid, calm, creative state. It's very healing, okay? Very healing. It allows us to calm down from high beta into connecting to ourselves, slowing our heartbeat down. So now it's beating rhythmically, steady. We trust ourselves, that feels good. 
our brain stops firing incoherently and it starts working together in unison. The different parts of the brain, which start shutting down and stop talking to each other when it's in high beta, it starts communicating with each other, working together. Now you feel good, now you feel whole. Now you feel empowered, now you feel inspired. You get ideas, you get these epiphanies, realizations. Oh, wow, I should do this. Oh, what if I did that? Because your brain is functioning in a whole different way. And your focus is not now narrowed, ah, looping on this problem, this person, I got to. Da, 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 da. Now you are calm, you have this expansive view. This narrow focus that you had before is now this divergent focus, this expansive focus. You can look around, okay? So meditation is, a, is the art, the act, the practice of shifting from high beta waves into alpha waves. So we can relax, connect to this infinite quiet, infinite space, infinite stillness, the awareness, the consciousness within our bodies and stop stressing out so we can feel good and our personality can come to the forefront. We can actually have the creativity to solve our problems. That is what, why meditation is powerful. Now let's get into the nitty gritty. <sighs> Tips for beginners, okay? So number one is when we first wake up in the morning, that's the best time to meditate. If we can get down the first hour of our day, if we can take control of the first hour of our day, then we own the rest of our day. So when we first wake up, it's, it's super key to not check our phone, but to immediately go into meditation. Using a guided meditation, there's tons online. Start experimenting, try one out. Start with 15 minutes, that's a, that's a really good starting number. I know that might sound like a lot if you've never meditated before, but five to 10 minutes, it's, I've experimented with it. I've, I've seen people do it. It's not really that effective. 15 seems to be the magic number. So find, just put in 15 minute guided meditation online. And then when you wake up in the morning, okay, quickly put your, your passcode in, swipe up, just like, like you're running through a field of football players. It's like, no, no, you're not gonna tackle me, no, no, no. And just run into YouTube and then just try to just blind yourself from every every thumbnail and clickable thing and just type in the search bar 15 minute guided meditation and then just start it don't meditate in your bed another tip why because we associate our brain associates with everything so if i say bathroom what do you think shower poop if i say kitchen what do you think eat if i say the club what do you think dating scary <laughs> right so what do we want to associate with meditation? Do we want to associate it with sleep, our bed, sleep, tired? Or do we want to associate with, ah, space, focus, presence, stillness? So I would suggest picking a spot in your house where you're not going to be disturbed and that you can make into your unique special meditation spot, your zone. So every morning you get up and you're like, okay, grab my phone, don't check it. I'm going to grab it, pick it up. I'm going to go to my meditation spot get cross-legged I'm gonna sit upright I don't recommend laying down because it increases the chances of you falling asleep uh, sit up play the guided meditation focus on your breathing now most of us for years and years and years have been conditioned to think in a certain way the same thoughts 90% of our thoughts are the same thoughts from yesterday we think on average 60 to 70,000 thoughts a day that is a lot of hardwiring that we're going against here, that we're battling against. So the big thing here is be patient with yourself and it, it's, we're not trying to rush, okay? You're okay, you're, you're amazing for doing this. 
and you're making a ton of progress each time you sit down and bring your attention from this, this, this to the present moment, to your breath, to listening, that is a victory. And I promise you those victories quickly add up, okay? They quickly add up. So try to focus on your breathing. When you wake up, you have all that conditioning, both chemically, emotionally, and your thought patterns, thought processes that you're going up against, that you're, that you're dealing with. So you're going to be thinking about stuff. So when you sit down, number one, like sitting down, like fighting against, oh, I don't wanna, I'll do it, I'll do it later, no, no. Like, no, that's your body. It's your body's conditioning of like, oh, I've been feeling this way for so long. Now you wanna do something that's unfamiliar. I don't like that. No, let's not do that. Like, you want stress and worry because you've been thinking that way and you've been signaling the brain to make it that way. And now I, the body is, is taking care of you. It's like, hey, I, don't, I, I, I let you experience these chemicals on a daily basis. I have you think these thoughts. I give you these emotions on a daily basis. Now you want to meditate and not feel these emotions? What the hell, man? We had a great thing going on. What are you doing? So it's, it's, it's wanting to feel that emotion. It's wanting to find things so it can give you that chemical because we're addicted now. We're dependent on it. We've, we've conditioned. We've made that neural pathway. So simply sitting down, that's a victory in and of itself. Doing the meditation, victory. Bringing your attention back from thinking about this, thinking about this, thinking about this, thinking about this. And they're all going to seem extremely real because this is our personal, this is our personality. This is our identity. So it's very real to us but it's not, okay? In, in the high beta, over analytical problems, ah, fight or flight, it's super real. But you can't solve your life problems from a state of stress, okay? Trying to solve problems from a negative emotion is just gonna make our brains worse and make us sick. We have to go to this expansive focus. And the number one sign you're trapped in, in high beta waves is you can't stop thinking about something. Right now, I can go, Ah, it's a nice tree. Oh, I'm filming a video. Hey, hmm, the sun is coming out. My back is getting slightly hot. Oh, wow. Look at those birds. Huh. Those pigeons, those fat, fat pigeons. <laughs> I can think about stuff. I can become emotional. If I'm stressed out, I'm like, ah, I'm yelling at people. Look, I know I gotta get done. No, I, I, jumping from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing. I can't stop. I can't take breaks. Taking a break pisses me off. I don't want to do it. Uh, I need sugary foods. I need caffeine to spike my emotion. <laughs> we want to get away from that. So when you sit down, focus on your breathing. Keep bringing your attention back to the breathing, to being calm. Eventually, the fidgeting, the scratching, the, uh, okay, what do I gotta do? I gotta do this. Uh, uh, is going to calm down. It's going to slowly ebb away. And what it's going to be replaced with is this nice, calm, relaxed feeling. That's because you're nearing and coming into alpha state. This is a skill set like anything else. Being present to the moment is a skill set like anything else. Okay? It just takes practice. The more you do it, the stronger you're going to get emotionally. So then after your meditation session, after the 15 minutes, I recommend taking 10 minutes to focus on what's one emotion that I'm going to work on this week in my meditation session. So after my 15 minutes, I'm gonna spend 10 minutes thinking on, you know what? This is the emotion that I'm not going to experience today. I, my thoughts and my, and my feelings have been conditioned to think in this certain way. So you know what? I am, I am no longer someone who worries. I'm building this new identity that is not someone who worries. I am done being a worrier. 
a, a worried Nancy. <laughs> I'm done worrying. I'm done. I'm finished. That's gone. Chapter of the book closed. <laughs> Thrown down the staircase. <laughs> Take 10 minutes. Focus on that. Okay? Ask yourself, how do I think when I'm worried? Or whatever your emotion is. Maybe it's depression. Maybe it's insecurity. And go look up the definitions of these words. Because I, I think a lot of the times it's it's uh, this abstract thing like, oh, I'm depressed. But like, what does that mean? I'm depressed. What exactly does that mean? The more you can describe what you're feeling, then the more specific we can get about it. And the more specific we can get about it, it's extremely helpful. So go look up the definitions of like, well, what is frustration? Maybe I'm not experiencing frustration. Maybe I'm actually insecure or maybe I'm actually worrying. So after your 15 minute meditation, take 10 minutes to go over what's one emotion I'm leaving behind. I'm no longer this person, I'm breaking this identity. Then take another 10 minutes to think about what's the greatest quality I can embody today. What's the greatest expression of myself? What's the greatest ideal for myself? What great person do I want to model after? What does greatness mean to me? What does that mean to me? What does that look like? How would I talk to people in that state? How would I think? How would I feel? What would I do? How would I breathe? How would I walk? <laughs> How would I live my life? At first, doing this, it's going to be weird. It's going to be difficult. You won't be able to sync up with it. But you, the, the thing is, you cannot get up from your meditation spot as the same person who sat down. You have to make a firm commitment. I am not leaving this area until I feel like this person. I'm leaving this old identity behind. I'm going to sit here till I feel like this great ideal, this great quality, like the greatest expression of myself, like a great person, because that's the new personality I'm creating. And as you begin observing your daily habitual thoughts, feelings, behaviors, how you interact with people, how, the self-talk in your mind, how you talk to yourself, how you word things, as you monitor all of these things, the simple act of observing is extremely powerful because as soon as you shift from being run by unconscious to awareness, observing, being detached, it's losing power. You're disinvesting your energy and you're bringing it back to yourself. As you're meditating and going from high beta into relaxed alpha, now your brain and heart are working together. That gives you a significant amount of energy. It takes a lot of energy to release adrenaline and cortisol and put ourselves in a state of fight or flight whenever we're stressed, which is for most people like all the time takes a huge amount of energy, really rough on our immune system. So if you're no longer expending all that energy, you have it to use to feel amazing, to feel empowered. Now, because you've shifted from the overanalytical high beta into alpha, and then you'll dip up into low mid beta, now you're in a state of creativity. Now you're in a state of learning. Now you're in a state of being social. And the more you practice, I am losing this emotion, no longer being this person, I am now adopting this quality, the more you're hardwiring in new neurological connections, new, way, new ways of thinking about the world, new ways of feeling, 
And it's difficult at first, just like anything, going to the gym, changing your diet. But the more you do it each day, it's going to get easier and easier to leave that old self behind. Prune away those old neurological connections. Stop wiring those thoughts together, those neurons together, and instead start wiring these new ones. Start feeling like a great person that I know you are. It's just conditioning, baby. That's it. Just habit. Habit of thought, habit of feeling. You're an amazing person. You came here for a specific reason. You have a purpose. You're the first and last of your kind. You deserve to be happy and you deserve to be successful. That's your birthright. It's a miracle that you're even alive. You're a human fucking being on a spinning, floating rock in space. Like what? What? You didn't come here to be unhappy. You came here to be in control to create. You can't create when you're in a state of survival, when you're reacting. You gotta be proactive, okay? So take it slow, like getting into a jacuzzi, just, ah, just ease yourself into meditation. Be really patient with yourself, okay? Coach yourself, it's okay. It's a win, I'm winning. Winning. I don't need to see immediate results. That's not helping me. These emotions are not loving to me. Rushing is not loving to me. Needing to change is not loving to me. The slower I go, the faster I go, okay? Everything is a small victory. Every time you bring your attention from this thought, this thing, to the present moment, to awareness, that's a victory, that is a win, right? If you drink coffee or energy drinks, start drinking tea, black tea. It's gonna be hard if you're used to energy drinks and coffee, but take a week and the, and the tea will taste the same and be, have the same effect as something like, let's say coffee or, or a monster or a Red Bull, okay? Coffee and energy drinks produce more stress. Caffeine causes stress. So shift to tea, right? I've shifted to tea myself. It was difficult at first, <laughs> it was, but I'm so glad now I just have to put two tea bags into a nice big ass thing of hot water. I'm good for the entire day. It's like, ah, I'm alive. It's like adrenaline in my, in my, straight into my bloodstream. But it doesn't have the same effect. It doesn't make me, in, you know, it doesn't have inflammation. I'm not chronically stressed out, tired. It's this ni nice light level alertness, okay? Uh, examine your diet. Are you eating meat? Are you eating dairy products? Are you eating processed foods, cereal? Are you drinking milk? Are you eating ice cream, chips? A lot of this stuff is not what we're supposed to be eating. It's completely toxic to our body, it causes inflammation, which causes stress, but it puts us in this unconscious state, which makes us more susceptible to thinking negative thoughts. What we eat has a profound impact on how we think and how we feel. So look at your diet. Maybe it's time to make some changes. If you really want to stop being depressed, insecure, anxious, let's, let's change our diet. Why are we leaving that up to debate? Like, do you want your ice cream or do you want happiness? Make the changes. Start looking at your, your body as a temple. Start looking at your body as, you know, do I want to be healthy or do I just want to like feel good? Do I want this short-term pleasure? Like, I just want to feel good all the time as much as possible. Like this automaton, this like, it's like a little child. Or do I want to be healthy? Do I want to be focused? Do I want to start creating my life and examining, no, what the hell am I actually eating in my body? Is this actually good for me on the long term? 
care about yourself. That's, that's true self-love. Giving in to one instantly gratifying desire after another, that's not self-love. That's unconsciousness. That's stress. That's unhappiness. That's sickness. That's death. Okay? So, hope this video helps. Uh, these are the best tips I have for beginner medita meditators. <laughs> for people beginning their meditation journey. Um, yeah, hope it was helpful. Thank you for asking the question. I think it was a great question. Thank you, Annie. And I love you. Namaste. I'll see you in future videos.